This is the Player Spotlight. Every week throughout the season with Bob, Dave, and more. It's time for the Players Spotlight here live from Seahawks headquarters. Bob, Dave, and Moore on 710 ESPN Seattle. A pleasure to bring this man to the program. We had a chance to speak to him during training camp, and now we're six games into the season, so we can see how much different and how much more experienced Ben Burkirvin is. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How about y'all? Doing good. We, we had a chance to speak to you. It was training camp, and we were just talking about you getting used to you know the surroundings and the big, you know, the big leagues, if you will, and now you're almost halfway through the season. Is it Has it lived up to what you thought it would be? Is it I'm sure you had an image in your mind of what the NFL was like. How how close is that comparison? Um, you know, I think, you know, I knew it was a competitive league, but I had no idea that we were going to play, you know, five games, something like that, that had been decided by a point or two. So I think yeah. that's the thing that's blown my mind the most is every team is good. And, like, it doesn't matter what the record is. It doesn't matter. Every team has good players. And week to week, it's it's coming down to the wire. And it's it's intense in the way that college football just can't compare to. Do you wish you could go back to college and play now, knowing what you know now? <laughs> if I if I could play one game in college, it would be. Uh, I think I could do some stuff that I probably didn't do <laughs> yeah. back then. It would be it would be a good time. It, but I think that's the thing you feel at any level. I mean, when I got to college, I thought the exact same thing about high school. It's like, dang, I could go back and just tear it up. So I think, yeah. you know, there's just so much you learn about you know football and just the way to do things that you know if you went back to that that level, even though it's there's high level players, just the amount mm. of knowledge and stuff you pick up up here. I mean, it wouldn't even be the same thing. If you went back and played Washington State, would they still have four plays offensively? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, I didn't. I didn't need NFL experience to play them. <laughs> oh boy, my college stuff. Super Coog here, so get ready. He knows. That's why he's he's like baiting him right now. <laughs> yeah, man, show me as many times as you want. Four and zero. Isn't there? Don't you ever have any regret at all that you know when you came out of where was it Menlo Park? Yeah. And I'm sure that the Cougs recruited you, didn't they? I didn't talk to him at all. You didn't talk to him at all. Mm-mm. Did they talk to you? <laughs> uh, I don't believe so. I don't remember. I didn't. I mean, I I didn't try to reach out to them or anything like that. What about Stanford? Did you think about going there? Yeah, that's where I, I you know I wanted to go and I thought I would go and I just I didn't fit what uh, Coach Shaw was looking for. Oh. He thought I was too small to play backer for them and not fast enough to play safety, and so they told me to walk on there. And I was like, yeah, I got some offers other places, so I think I'll uh, I think yeah. I'll go that route. Yeah, you <laughs> Stanford. Washington State. Here, okay, so. okay, well, I need some help because I, I can't stand losing to you guys anymore. It's been since 2012. <laughs> and you, you really feel like all we run, I mean, I see Leach over there with his little notepad and, you know, giving the signals and stuff. But Why are you punishing yourself right now? I, I don't know. but You ben, know what your, his answer is going to be. Ben seems like a cool kid. He is. You had a hell of a college career, by the way. Thank you. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. He's I, trying to soften you up right now. Yeah, and then he's going he's gonna... to. No, but do we only run four plays? I don't know. I mean, it's not actually four, but it's. The offense has not evolved in the time that I was there in a way that if you play defense the right way and soundly, it's very hard for that offense to be successful, which you saw the four years we were there, that I was there at least. And the thing that happens is a lot of people, I think, get really scared of Washington State's vertical passing game. And so all of a sudden you're watching teams drop eight, their buzzers are all of a sudden 20 yards downfield, and then you see these running backs who have 70 catches every year getting 15-yard chunk plays, and everyone forgets about that. And so I think when you watch a game where they struggle, you see people tackling well, playing the flats, and all of a sudden you realize that what makes Washington State dangerous is people being so scared of having the top taken off their defense that they start giving up little things that they think, oh, well, we'll just they won't get that all game. But if you never cover it, they're just going to throw to that running back all day long. And that's what they did every year I was there. I mean, I think maybe one year they had a, a receiver be the leading guy in terms of receptions, but the way their offense is built is if you don't tackle the flats and play aggressive, they're just going to pick you apart. And so 
you know, when you understand that, you can attack it. I think when I was there, I can remember one year he put in a fly sweep. And that was the only time I remember there being a play that was new. There are things that go up and down in terms of what he likes year to year. So maybe he has a run play he likes a little bit more this year than the year before. But it's all the same stuff. So the only thing I remember that was new was a fly sweep. How's that yeah, for an answer? Well, that's a great answer, but... Well, I don't know if I liked it or not. <laughs> Probably didn't like it's, it. It's, you if, may not it, like it, but it could be true. If we're that predictable, you. but, I mean, we scored 38 or 34. I mean, we're in the 30s a lot. We scored 60 against UCLA. Can I, can I make you feel better? He was all academic Pac-12, you know, so, I mean, he's probably a lot smarter, like a lot, lot smarter than every other linebacker <laughs> in the Pac-12. Is that Was that a nice way to soften it? Okay. Bob, your question. Jim, I'm just, We're here to I'm just watching Seahawks the confused football. look I'm, I'm on Jim's face. I'm trying to figure out where I left off there. Well, I, no, but I, 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 I guess think my question. Finished. No, no, I, no, I wasn't done. Uh, Ask him about if, the snow. But if it's that simple to stop the Cougs, why do they, why do they seem to score at will at times? Against because other teams, I think I think people get they get nervous and they don't they don't play fundamentally sound defense and that's really I mean, if you look at Washington football, our defense that we played in the time I was there, the four years, it's not just the Cougs. I mean, we tackle well against anybody. We play sound. I mean, we I think about the last year we were there, I think we had maybe two plays we gave up over twenty yards. So our defense is built on being fundamentally sound and tackling. And I think that the emphasis we put on that is probably more than other teams put on it. And they, you know, they don't want to hit in, in practice. I mean, at UW, we practiced to cut tempo. So that was pretty much live, except you weren't going to the ground. So you're wrapping up every play, linemen are cutting, everything's, everything's pretty much live. And so when you're playing Washington State, if you can tackle, you're fine. And what happens is they put up 60 points, 35 points. People play the same stuff we're playing, but they don't play it as tightly and they don't tackle. And when you don't tackle against Washington State, those five-yard checkdowns suddenly become first down, first down. And once you get in a rhythm, you get on your heels, you start getting scared, you start running into problems. Did you feel like you had an unfair advantage playing in the slush? All right, Jim, you had your Washington State segment. Yeah, let's, go, let's move on from <laughs> yeah, Seahawks football. Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks football. It couldn't yeah. just th- th- be that they were a better team. It had to be an element. Somebody. We had to plan the snow, too. We <laughs> yeah. didn't plan on snow. I'm sorry. Either. Should yeah. I ask him if he has a dog? Mauro, well, that's we, the best thing that you've done. Thank you. Okay, Bob, your turn. All right. Well, you brought up tackling, <laughs> and, I, and I'm curious. When we, when we see games where guys are missing tackles, and we see it at the pro level, obviously, is, is that a fundamental thing in your mind? Is a guy's trying to lay a big hit and not wrapping up? Is it is it bad luck? Sometimes you got an ankle, a guy spins out of it. What when you look at broken tackles or missed tackles at this level? What what would you say is the biggest reason? for Yeah, that? I, I think the biggest reason is fundamentals. I mean, I think that's the case at any level, um, especially with the kind of athletes you have in the NFL. You can't get away with the things you can get away with on lesser players. I mean, an arm tackle might take down, you know. A kid in college, but all of a sudden, you know, you're playing the Alvin Kamara's, Adrian Peterson, those kind of guys. If you don't have perfect form, I mean, they're they're too good for that. So I think when you look at missed tackles, it's either the wrong footstep, the wrong shoulder, that kind of thing. So it's a fundamental of football, and if you you have a little bit off, that's where you start seeing missed tackles, and they start adding up. Yeah, and same thing with mistakes. I, I felt like anyway that you make a mistake in college. Sometimes they find it. Sometimes they don't. You vacate a zone, do the wrong in the wrong gap in the NFL. They find it. Mm-hmm. And so leading up to uh, – tell us what that was about. I don't expect you to tell us what Bobby said after those first three drives went down. But what was that like when, when Bobby got the defense together over on the Cleveland sidelines? I mean, he's he's our leader. He's been the captain for the last couple of years, and I, I think everyone knows why. I mean, he's the best linebacker in the NFL, and it's not just what he does in terms of his play. I think he's a guy that you know everyone looks to to kind of set the tone for, you know, not only the defense but our team. And I think that – when it comes down to it, everyone's going to listen. We have something to say, and you know, 
that game obviously we didn't start out well, but I think you know it was whatever twenty to six starting the second quarter, and I think they scored maybe one more time the rest of the game. You know we have a four turnovers, a fourth down stop, we block a punt. So I just think it came down to just you know we had to reset, and he knew that, and and obviously we got it done. Yeah, and he's a guy that doesn't yell and scream a lot, and you know so when he does, it was pretty pretty. Yeah, meaningful. people pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think long-term, when you look back on your NFL career, that because, I mean, you could be on another team and probably starting at linebacker, but the quality of these three linebackers that you're playing behind, what you're learning is going to serve you well down the road. And I imagine you and Cody are, are great students and just biding your time. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I've had you know a lot of my friends like, well, don't you wish you went somewhere where they, you know, maybe they were weak at linebacker and you'd have a chance to go? And obviously you want to play. But at the same time, in terms of, you know, having a long career and having the opportunities that, you know, I have to be at this organization, I mean, I think that there's more that I can learn, you know, from these guys for as long as they're playing than I probably could anywhere else in the league. I mean, I don't know where anywhere else where there's almost, you know, 30 years basically of NFL experience playing still in one room. So it's it's pretty remarkable to get to have, you know, Mike and, and Bobby and KJ who are able to, you know, not only show it on the field, but, you know, anything. I mean, you know, I talk to KJ all the time about stuff off the field, just advice about whether it's taxes or housing or anything like that i mean they they know they know more than i could ever imagine i'm still i'm still just a kid and they've been doing this for for quite a long time now so it's it's pretty special to be here you you just touched on what i wanted to ask you and that that taxes that was (laughs) next after coogs in the snow and stuff but um (laughs) just if you were a question asker if you were somebody that were picking the brains of bobby and kj or if you were more of an observer where you just kind of sit back and watch how they did things or maybe it's a mix yeah i think you know in meetings and stuff like that it's more of an observed thing you don't want to get in the way of you know what's going on but definitely in the locker room and off the field kind of stuff anything like that i have no problem and they're super receptive to us coming up and asking questions it's not a thing where it's like we just are supposed to be you know seen not heard or anything like that so definitely you know you pick and choose your moments you don't want to interrupt something or anything like that but if you have a question you know whether it's about ball or anything else they're always always willing to talk to what, us what's been the biggest adjustment for you people they, we all often hear rookies talk about the speed of the game and whoa it's it's so much faster and these are the best athletes at every spot is that as jarring as it is for some others um, or what for th- you for you the I biggest think it's adjustment? Just the level of preparation required it's kind of what he was touching on in that in college you can get away with stuff doing something a little bit wrong and still be right in a way where in here it's like the difference between taking a block and shedding it front side or backside is the difference between a touchdown and nothing where in college is maybe one more yard. And so I think it's just the level of detail and preparation required to be successful the way you need to be to be on the field is just far and above anything you, you think you know in college. Because in college you have an, oh, I just got to work harder when I get the NFL. It's, it's just a little bit more preparation, but it's, it's a massive jump. I think it's a bigger jump than high school to college football. Yeah. Uh, what about when you look at a guy, and now you got this guy, Lamar Jackson. I mean, you probably watched him in college too. I love watching him play, but looking at him on film, I mean, he's a huge nightmare. What, what are you guys seeing from them, and what what kind of uh, – I mean, are those guys as astonished as everyone? Because he's only played, what, 13, 14 games in the NFL. Yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely pretty remarkable watching him on tape some of the things he does. Obviously, he's a great runner, and you know, everyone knows that. But I think the craziest thing is sometimes you, if you watch him throw the ball, never once looks like he's working hard and he's throwing the ball harder than probably anyone we've seen on tape this year. So yeah. the skills that he has and the way that they've tailored their offense to work his skill set is is pretty formidable. So you definitely it's a game where you have to be very gap sound. It's almost like a college game the way they're the way they're playing their offense. You know, it's stuff that I used to see, you know, week week in and week out in the Pac twelve and it's unique to see at this level because the NFL you really don't see the kind of stuff they're doing. So it becomes you know, a game of just understanding really gap sound football and having to understand that 
he's going to make plays. I mean, he's a dynamic athlete. He's been tearing it up, you know, last year and this year. So just one of those games where you're playing a guy that's in the NFL for a reason. He's a starting quarterback for a reason. So somebody's got to be better. And at the end of the day, hopefully we can make more plays than he can. Hey, Ben, I'm a little gun shy about asking this next question for fear that Mora might uh, enter with a buzzer here, probably on behalf of the listeners, but it's it's Oregon week. Okay. It's yeah. Husky Duck week. Uh, what was that like for you playing at Washington when you faced Oregon? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's exciting. I think when I got to UW, I knew about Wazoo and the Apple Cup and all that. I didn't really know about Oregon coming from California, but... Once you get there, it's pretty clear. You know, you don't want to you don't want to lose to those guys. And you know, I lost twice. I won two, and definitely feels a lot better to beat Oregon than to be on the losing side of that. I can tell you. I mean, that's the that's the taste I have in my mouth from last year is losing to them, unfortunately. So, you know, hopefully we'll go out, and thankfully it's at Husky Stadium, so we can go out there and hopefully get some work done. You be there on the sideline on Saturday. Uh, probably not just with the way our schedule works on Saturday. I don't think I can get over there. I'm sure you're already doing this, but, uh, give Will our, uh, our love and, uh, you know. Boy, what an optimistic guy he is. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty. That was so disappointing. <clears throat> yeah. Talking about Will Disley, of course, but I know you guys are buddies, so tell him to hang in there. I will. I will. Ben, it's good to talk to you, man, and thanks for uh, shedding light on that Cougs offense for us. Well, I'll and, talk about that anytime. Yeah. <laughs> More than happy to. More than happy to. We'll listen to it at any time. I, I, you're a nice kid, man. Thanks. No problem. We, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you, guys.